0: Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Chinese Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at Gmail.com. Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. House of the Dragon. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a short one. Watch House of the Dragon. It's really good. Mic drop. I'm done. Nah, yeah, just kidding. I'll actually talk about House of the Dragon. So House of the Dragon, probably one of my favorite TV shows that came out this year. You know, <laughs> like Better Call Saul. No, know this is going to be very controversial when I say it. I kind of like it better than Game of Thrones. I know. Send me some hate mail or, like, absolute disgust. And and okay, well, it, hang on. Okay, so go watch House of the Dragons and Game of Thrones, and then come back. Okay, now that you've watched Game of Thrones and House of Dragons, uh, <laughs> and then have come back, there's a reason why I like it better than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was really, really good. Don't don't get me wrong. Like like very very wonderful TV show, absolutely delightful. But it had the same issue as Breaking Bad to me, where like. Like, one of the characters that you really love the most, Daenerys Targaryen, I mean, absolute badass, really cool queen, she just goes off the deep end in the end and kills everyone, and then you're like, ah, what, what, and, and to come to the credit of the author of the series, uh, George R.R. R. Martin, he didn't write the last book when they wrote that episode, right? Uh, so, you know, when, when Daenerys Targaryen goes off and kills everybody, uh, George R. 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 Martin might not have wanted that for the end of the series, right? I very much enjoyed Daenerys Targaryen and uh you know uh uh Jon Snow like banning together to kill the undead. That was the White Walker. So like, like go ahead and do That that was the best part for me. But then after that it was all crack. <laughs> uh and, and that might have been because uh George R. 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 Martin didn't write it right that might be not what the original author's intent that might have been just the people who made the series go we got to do this really dark ending so we got to have Daenerys Targaryen pull a Walter White and yeah you've heard me talk about <laughs> what i felt about what happened with Walter White and so i feel and and did were those shows going on at the same time i don't know uh <laughs> i might you know maybe Maybe Walter White pulled a Daenerys Targaryen. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I don't really watch... Like, like I watched Game of Thrones so late to the party. Like, I was like... It was in the pandemic when I watched Game of Thrones. Like, literally, I hadn't seen it before then. And I was, like, so excited to, like, say all these cool Game of Thrones phrases. Like, you know, Lannister always pays their debts. <laughs> but then everyone's like, whoa, whoa, dude. You've living in the past, man. You're... <laughs> yeah, that, that ship has sailed. You know what I mean, like I was so excited to talk about Game of Thrones, but no one was watching it at that point. They had already seen it, uh, so yeah, I was like like salivating at the excitement that was Game of Thrones uh when most of the world had moved on uh, so uh anyways that that being said, uh, yeah, I felt Game of Thrones the series for me ultimately i got uninvested in the ending as soon as Daenerys Targaryen decided to murder a bunch of people, right? At at that point, I'm like, she doesn't murder people. I mean, she does. Don't get me wrong. She kills a lot of people, but every time she kills people, she always did it for the greater good, right? (laughs) So she always, like, like, killed people because they had to die, (laughs) right? And, And in the end of Game of Thrones, it seems like she throws that sort of morality that she's working with and just murders a bunch of people so that's why i'm enjoying house of the dragon more because there's that hope factor right like when you look at house of the dragons they hope for a better world and that's why they're doing what they do right and and also you like more of the characters there are less despicable characters so in game of thrones there's like a handful of characters that you like and most of them you hate (laughs) in all honesty. Most of them are awful, terrible people that do awful, awful and terrible things. And you're like, oh, yeah, this person or that person or that. Why am I still watching this? I hate most of them. Uh, (laughs) Whereas in House of Dragons, you actually kind of like them. Yeah, they're extremely flawed human beings, but you still like them. Like, like, take the king in House of Dragons. So, uh, you know, the the Targaryen king, uh, you know, he he's just kind of this dude that likes to sit around and build a model of the city or whatever he's he has this big model in his room that he's always playing with though so he's just a dude that just wants to play with his model all day but he he really like cares about his family and and cares about you know his daughter and and (laughs) and and you really like oh you're 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 not that good of a king as far as ruling but but you're a good human being. You, you you care about things and you care about your daughter and all this other kind of stuff. And you care about your family getting along. And and and, <laughs> and yeah, you, you, you kind of root for him, despite the fact that, you know, he marries someone that could be his granddaughter. Uh, <laughs> so, like, once again, he's a little flawed, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but not. You know, <laughs> in the way that all things were flawed, right? Like, like the t- to kind of give you an analog, the the king at the beginning of Game, game of Thrones, a uh, Baratheon. He's the one that the little turd basket kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forget his name. Uh, anyways, he's one of the Lannister kids that takes over uh, the throne after this guy dies. But Baratheon is just like a womanizer and drunk, right? So he's just like. Partying it up and having a lot of sex. And that's all he does as king. Uh, <laughs> whereas this king, he actually kind of cares about things. So you kind of like him better than Baratheon already. Even though you know he's going to die in the first season. I mean, it's set up to die, right? Like, literally, he says, You, my daughter, you are going to be my heir. And then people are like, Uh-uh, your heir's going to be this, you know, Teenage girl that you got pregnant who had a son. <laughs> right? So anyways, he has... The daughter from his first wife, uh, who's kind of the main character, who kind of looks like Daenerys Targaryen. Anyways, she's, she's a Targaryen. And then you have his uh, his new wife, who produces a son, uh, Aegon, who uh, everyone is like, no, he's a dude. He should get the throne because he's a dude. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and then you have her, who he's the one that says, no, no, she's getting the throne when I die. She's the... Rightful heir, and so that's kind of the tension throughout the series is that you know it, it's it's who's gonna get the throne after he dies uh and of course, factions are forming, and people are 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 conniving and and trying to sort of get their way to the throne. It's a game of thrones, if you will <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saw that coming uh, <laughs> but anyway, so they're trying to all you know put their faction at the lead uh but the main character, what you really like about her is that she really does want the best for everything. Like, like she is a really likable character. Like, like you feel that if she does get the throne, she's going to be the best ruler they've ever had. Uh, You also get the sense that she really cares about things, but she also doesn't, she's not selfish, right? uh like like she's willing to do what's better for everyone uh but also upholding her ideals and it's kind of funny because uh Matt Smith is in the series too so Matt Smith if you don't know who he is he played Doctor Who after David Tennant so once once David Tennant was no longer Doctor Who Matt Smith was Doctor Who and so you know Doctor Who is the is like, if there's a do-gooder character, that's Doctor Who, right? (laughs) Like, Doctor Who is always the one that takes the high road, no matter what he has to go through. Like, he doesn't even use guns. That's how high road he is. Like, no guns. But he always saves the day. That's Doctor Who. That's who Matt Smith was. And now he, it's like, like, it's like he decided, you know, in his career to be like, man, everyone remembers me as this do-gooder Doctor Who. I want to be someone who's kind of effed up uh so he plays the uncle so the brother of the king uh the uncle of the main character and he's kind of a uh a dude that is sort of living for himself and and you know has a lot of jealousy of his brother and you know murders a bunch of people to prove himself and and uh you know uh, you know also falls in love with his niece and they eventually get married yeah no nobles back then that's what they did uh <laughs> you know uh and and yeah he's not exactly the most wholesome character uh but he's he's good at at, at that character like he like he's very good at being a a bad guy that you kind of like <laughs> that's the best way to describe it and, and once again if you heard my other podcast. whenever i say good guy bad guy very loose terms right morality very it's very much a, a spectrum not a something set in stone so you know what what is one person's bad guy is another person's good guy uh but you know <laughs> generally speaking he's not the most likable character but somehow he does persevere and you eventually do start kind of getting on his side a little bit you also don't know where they're going with him uh because you feel at one point like he just wants to do nothing but murder his brother the king but then he doesn't and then he decides to like go off and do his own thing <laughs> you know and and then yeah now he's married to his niece and and actually being a fairly decent person in that relationship and it's it's kind of weird his character is his his character's interesting cuz he you feel like he's he's just waiting to you know, get ahead by any means necessary, step on anyone he can to, to get himself ahead, but then he doesn't. And then he starts doing things that's more about his family. And and you're like, oh, what's going on with him? He's very interesting. Matt Smith, a great job at that character. I mean, very cool, especially because he could go from a character like that to Dr. Who. So that's, you know, I, I love actors that can really make you think, they're whoever the the person <laughs> that you think they are, right? Like someone who can go from uh, sort of a, a flighty, quirky, fun character like Doctor Who to something that's kind of more dark, <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, good on his agent for 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 you know picking versatile roles. You know, another another actor like that is Daniel Radcliffe. Man, that guy really like. Like, yeah, you think of him as Harry Potter, but he's done a lot of cool things that is so not Harry Potter that you're like, man, you got to respect him as an actor. Like, dang, dude, high five, fist bump, whatever you do. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, that being said, yeah, House of Dragons is is very good. I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's it's up for a better season and, and, and or another season, better season. Uh, see, I want to be a better season. It might not be. Uh <laughs> Reserve judgment for the next season, but it's very good. The one of the things I would say that's jarring about it is that they change actors a lot. So rather than just doing magical aging technology, uh, every time they transport you through the year. So like, for example, the, the Aegon, the, the male heir heir to the throne, the, the uh, daughter of the, child bride uh (laughs) of the king uh aegon he goes from being a uh, like a toddler and a baby or, or her being even pregnant with him to to literally him being 20 years old right so they go from him being a you know a kid to a teenager to being 20 years old so literally that actor i think has five different actors maybe four i didn't necessarily count but there is a lot of actors that play that same role uh you know and and for the most part they do a really good job of casting the next person but the one person they that i didn't really think they did that creative job was allison hightower uh she's the uh child bride of the king so the teenage version of her and the adult version of her look like different people i mean And, you know, the funny thing is they're both very good at playing that role. So, you know, honestly, it's (laughs) their look is kind of a a side thing, but it was very jarring for me at first because I was like, that's not Alison Hightower. Oh, no, that is Alison Hightower. Wait, no, no, that's not. You know, I kind of got confused a little bit. But once I got to accept the the transition, it was good. But all the other actors, they did a really good job on like uh, the the Man, I, I I wish I could remember her name. The the princess, the the main character, tigerian the 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 one of the original mom. Uh, I should just look her up and find out the name, uh, but that would take research on my part. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, they did a very good job at, at casting the teenager and then the adult version of her. Like that, you really. Oh yeah, you you saw it right away. Right, you're like, oh, that's the same person. Uh, You know, and then Aegon, that was a little bit jarring at first, too. But the one thing I will give them credit for is every time they changed actors, they had something that was happening in the scene or part of the dialogue or something that would let you know, like, oh, this is the same character. Like, for example, uh, Allison's other kid, the the sort of younger brother of Aegon, he gets his eye, like, gouged out when he was a kid. And then the older version of him has an eye patch, right? So even though they look like completely different people, uh, (laughs) you know it's the same person because it's an eye patch, right? So whenever they do change actors, they do have something in the scene that lets you know, oh, this is the new actor of this new role. So I will give them credit that I don't think I was totally confused, but I was a little jarred by all the changing of actors, right? But I don't know. I think that's kind of better that they changed actors because honestly, they gave more people acting work, right? And they got really talented actors at all the ages of the different characters. So yeah, more power to them that they got people to <laughs> play different ages of characters and, and got talented people every step of the way, right? You know, like like I could see how it'd be easier just to do you know, aging technology or anti-aging technology. If you get an older actor, I could see the allure of doing that, but they didn't, they just went ahead and, and had, uh, you know, different actors, a little jarring, a little weird in some places, not quite as smooth as I think it could have been for me. The big one was Allison Hightower. That one was harder for me to like connect the dots of those two. And I don't know why it wasn't. I just, just it, yeah, it was. But with that being said, I think they were both good choices for the role. So they both did really good in the role. And and you know, like to find someone who's talented but also looks like the other actor that you chose, that's probably pretty hard to do, anyways. You know what I mean? So it's it, it amazes me when they even do that. You know, when they find like, oh wow, you found really two talented people that also look kind of like, so you could believe this is the younger version of that person, like. Dang, how do you even do that? I mean, <laughs> I assuming they have just like incredibly insane casting calls. <laughs> right. Especially in the in in some of them where they had like five different actors play the same role. That's like gotta be some nutty casting. So uh with that being said, yeah, House of the Dragon, the best fantasy series that's out right now. Uh well maybe not the best. The the uh the uh, uh Wheel of Time, that's probably the bet. I don't know. House of Dragon versus Wheel of Time. That's a hard one. I I love them both. They're both very good. But I'm also reading the Wheel of Time books. So I really enjoy the Wheel of Time because I've read the books. Whereas I haven't read Game of Thrones. So maybe I'm giving Wheel of Time an edge because I have read the books. Whereas I haven't read (laughs) the 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 Game of Thrones, so I've I've just seen the show, so I'm maybe just saying this. But either way, if you like fantasy and high fantasy, House of the Dragon, that's the way to go. Uh, HBO Max, that's where you get it. Uh, HBO Max also has, like, all the Doctor Who episodes. That's originally why we got HBO Max, because we're like, ooh, Doctor Who, and then we're like, oh, wait, we could watch Game of Thrones. Oh, we could watch Westworld. Oh, House of Dragons coming out. Cool, let's watch that, you know what I mean? So... I'd say it's kind of worth it. Uh, I was a I was a holdout on HBO for the longest time because I was like, eh, I don't need another streaming service. There's only like, I'd watch Game of Thrones, but that's about it. You know, <laughs> like there, that was, for the longest time, I was a big holdout. But now they actually have a fairly good amount of content to watch. And I don't know, maybe when we watch it all, we'll cancel it and start it up again every time there's a new season of House of Dragons. We'll see, you know. Uh, don't spend more money than you need to honestly, like, like seriously. So here's my tip for streaming services. There's so many out there do the math. If you only watch one or two shows on that streaming service, it's actually cheaper. When you think about the yearly cost to just buy the episodes outright on Amazon. Like that's why we bought better call Saul on Amazon. Because when we think about it, if we had the streaming service that better call Saul was on, and we paid for it for an entire year, we'd be spending more money than just buying the dang season on Amazon, (laughs) right? So, yeah, just do the math. Just figure out, like, whatever show you like. If you think it's cool enough to go ahead and and buy the season on Amazon, but not cool enough to buy the entire subscription service, then do that. Uh, And I say that for folks like myself who Mm -hmm. doesn't have the you know, unlimited time to just sit there and watch TV in a month, you know, like the absolute cheapest option is to literally just buy the streaming service for a month, watch the TV show and then get rid of it. Right. (laughs) Like that's cheap, right? Like you don't have Netflix, but you want to see stranger things. Then you just buy Netflix every time it comes out with stranger things, you watch it, then you ditch it. Right. But I don't have the time to watch TV like that. Like, Alice in Borderland came out with a new season. I want to watch it, but I haven't yet because I just don't have the time. So, you know, if I was just buying a streaming service because uh, I was going to try and binge watch something, I just can't do that anymore. Dad, full-time work, writing, all the excuses. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, anyways. Yeah, so, he- anyways, that, that that was my tip. Uh, yeah, thank you for, for listening. Uh, yeah, so I'm just rambling now. Ramblin' Man. Have a good night.